Hey, welcome to session two. Paul so enjoyed our last conversation. Kind of want to pick it up right where we left off. You know, there's been a lot of emphasis probably in the last two decades or so on fivefold ministry, but I, I've made a comment before and I want to just introduce it here uh, in our conversation. You know, I'm, I'm concerned about certain portions and denominations in the body of Christ that don't believe in fivefold ministry at all. Yeah. I mean, even some of our Pentecostal brothers and sisters deny the modern-day existence of apostles and prophets. So, I mean, you have large denominations. It's just pastors and teachers, maybe evangelists that travel. And then you have other groups that are fivefold to the to the core. But even in those circles, we've made it so much about men and ministries. And it's like, where's Jesus Christ? And I think that as we're on our journey talking about reformation, talking about the restoration of all things, like you mentioned, Acts 321, We've got to get to the heart of the preeminence of Christ. Like this really is about yes. Jesus. In order for reformation and restoration to come, it has to be about Christ. But again, I just think it's worth saying one of the challenges in today's church is we want to separate Jesus from ministries. And what we're really saying is Jesus gave five ministries to his church, the fivefold is Christ's idea. We're not part of the NAR. Jeremiah and Paul aren't, aren't here making up fivefold ministry and seven mountain dominion. Theana. These guys are a bunch of heretics. We're just saying, let's look at the word of God. Let's look in Ephesians 4. Let's check out these five ministries. But we're not like saying it's all about five ministries. We're saying Jesus gave five ministries but he gave them to for a purpose. Yeah. He gave them to reveal, to demonstrate, and manifest himself. So, Paul, on, on today's session, will you help us just kind of dive into the Word and connect the five ministries to Christ? Yeah, as we begin this journey and continue talking about fivefold ministry, I mean, it, it is critical that people see that the fivefold ministry is the expression of the ministry of our Lord. Okay. So you could say it this way, Jesus and his time on earth, what we see of his ministry recorded in, in the Gospels and, and in, the, in Acts even before he ascends, is he was apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, shepherding, and teaching. Those manifestations, those expressions. Now, Christ is the fullness of all five. He's the fullness of ministry. And so we learn from him and we model him, but the grace that he's given us is an expression. It's a small, tiny portion of the ministry of Jesus. So what does that mean? Well, could you get an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, and a teacher in a room and say you have the fullness of Christ's ministry? No, God forbid, of course not. You would right. still fall woefully short, you'd be way better off than just having one or two sure. of the ministries of the graces expressed. But when we say Christ is the fullness of all apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, shepherding, and teaching ministry, we mean that all of the apostles, all of the prophets, all of the shepherds, teachers, and evangelists that God has given for all time, <laughs> gather them all up together, and you're still short 
of the ministry of Christ because you're not the son of God. You're not seated at the right hand of the father. You're not crowned with authority and you're not the creator, right? So I think it's important for people to see that this is an expression. So I've seen it blow people's minds when they begin to see Jesus and read the life and the ministry of Jesus through the lens of, wow, he's expressing different grace from God. So Jeremiah, I'll ask you, and then we can dive into it and discuss it. So where do you see Jesus functioning apostolically, evangelistically, prophetically? Where do you, when, when you think about this concept and the truth, because remember, he ascended to fill all things with himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great, you know, what you're pointing out in the life of Christ, in his ministry, he clearly represented, demonstrated. So like, I love uh, Hebrews 3.1, where it says that the writer of the Hebrews says, Jesus Christ is the apostle, the confession of our faith. I mean, I, I like the distinction that you're making because there's only, I tell people, there's only one big A. Okay, Jesus Christ is the greatest apostle who ever lived. Yes. He alone is in a category. He alone has authority, supremacy. He is the head of his church. But again, to go back to what I earlier said, it, it's troubling that you know some apostles in the earth today, they act like they're the greatest. Right. They act like they command all respect, all honor. And it's like, wait a minute. Jesus gave you as a little a, a little apostle, a representative to point people back to Christ. But we have in our carnality and in our desire for fame and fortune, Paul, I feel like we've hijacked the fivefold ministry. And I feel like a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about fivefold ministry because they have been exposed to certain ministers claiming fire. And it's like, I've, you know, and you know me, but I travel, I sit in front of so many apostles and I'm like, no one's talking about Jesus. They're talking about their ministry and how many people they save, how many demons they cast out people. And there's no actually revelation, the mysteries of Christ, his eternal plans and purposes for the church. There's a big disconnect. So when I think about Jesus as our apostle, the, our, our high priests, you know, apostles, they're pioneers, they're master builders, they have blueprints. I even think the life of Paul in the New Testament, we know that God called him. He was called by Christ Jesus as an apostle. So I think that we just have to make sure when we start talking about fivefold that we recognize Jesus was the prophet he was mighty in word and deed. Any modern day prophets are simply representing the Christ. You know, any pastors, you know, poimate, you know, they're, they're shepherds, but Jesus was the chief shepherd. So it's really important as we're watching today, we're talking about the fivefold. Paul, you and I, again, a burden for reformation and restoration in the yeah. church looks like Christ Jesus being given his place, yes. which he's number one. And, and it honestly, I, I think that there's even a burden from the Lord, a spirit of prayer and intercession and even repentance that needs to take place of like, Lord, we're sorry as the people of God for putting fivefold ministers on a pedestal and worshiping them 
and idolizing them. And then we need repentance on behalf of fivefold ministers that says, Lord, I'm sorry for allowing myself to be put in positions and places that actually hinder, you know, there's only one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ, his blood paid for that. And so oftentimes though, in fivefold, we act like we're the mediator between God and man. And I just think it deeply grieves the heart of God. So you're going to get me triggered now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the elitism and the, the, you know, the body exists to serve me and my ministry is bogus. Yeah. And it's disgusting. I think the part of the repentance is we've got to repent for misrepresenting God to people. Yeah. That if you're a fivefold minister, you're, you're given grace to represent Jesus and you've misrepresented him. Yeah. You're an ambassador. You're supposed to bring the presence and the power and the the dignity of Christ. And instead, what you've brought is self-promotion and self-exaltation. And you've shown up to be served rather than to serve. I mean, even in the apostolic conversation, Christ the apostle, the our high the high priest, the apostle of our confession, Hebrews three one, which you referenced, he has a towel and he's washing feet. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole thing of apostles are the, the CEO and they run the show. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Peter's an apostle, right? Did yes. I get that right? Yes. And so Jesus tells Peter, an apostle, if you love me, you're going to tend my lambs. You're going to care for the least of these. You're going to look after my flock, not you're going to rule over them. You're going to use them. You're going to abuse them. You're going to milk them for their money by telling them they're under a curse if they don't give to your ministry and all the gimmicks and the games that people are tired of, that people are wounded by. Yeah. So when we talk about the restoration of the fivefold ministry, part of the restoration isn't just the ministries manifesting, it's the ministries being healthy. Okay. It's the ministries being properly and rightly positioned so that people can understand that, hey, the fivefold ministry is a blessing. The fivefold ministry is is a, it should be a breath of fresh air. It should we should be thanking God, but instead, when you have those negative experiences, when there's that elitism that goes on, when it's the green beret, super cool kid club that happens, and it and it creates a hierarchy and a and a tier within the body rather than being a family, it violates the the teachings of Jesus, where he was showing them, hey. The Gentiles lorded over each other. It's not supposed to be that way yeah. among you. You're you're all brothers. I don't want you to use titles and get drunk on, you know, call me this and call me that. I want you to serve and I want you to love one another. Your love is going to be how the world knows you belong to me. Yeah. You're my disciples. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're 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 touching on something which to me like the phrase that comes to me is like it's a revelation of christ jesus yeah i think that we are lacking a revelation like i'm talking about a true knowledge and experience of christ jesus our lord that obviously the the apostles of the lamb those 12 they got right because they experienced christ they knew him they walked with him then you have, you know, Judas betrays Christ, and so they draw lots, and you've got Matthias. Then you've got Paul the Apostle, who again had a personal visitation from Jesus Christ. And to your point, what does the Lord say to him? I'm going to show you how much you have to suffer. Yeah. This was not, hey, Paul, you're called as an apostle. 
and uh, you know you're going to be uh, the the granddaddy poopa of the New Testament church. I mean, this guy, First Corinthians four, he talks about here here here's what we've had to undergo: yeah. beaten, spit on, evaded death. I mean, I, I was even you know listening to to a series the other day by Rick Renner. You know, he's talking about probably maybe twenty six or so references to apostles in the New Testament, but he's referencing Ephesians 4. And you know, in Revelation 2, God says to the church at Ephesus, you've tried out those who claim to be apostles and you found them false. In other words, even at Ephesus, you know, we're reading from Ephesians 4, clearly everyone thought they were an apostle. So there's a, they would not have had to try out We've tried those who claim be apostles and they're false. You had like, you're an apostle, and I feel like it's the same today. You you get on Facebook, Instagram, you're an apostle, I'm an apostle, and it's like there's no servanthood, there's no suffering, there's no revelation of Christ. There's, there's the, the heart and the attitude. Sometimes I think, Paul, I'm like, these people have not been with Christ. I don't know if they haven't had training, if they haven't had a revelation, but again, it just seems like we've hijacked the fivefold and even specifically apostles, and we think it's like a hierarchy. Yeah, apostles are the best. I mean, what does the word say about apostles in terms of sequence or order? Yeah, it says first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then all the the rest of the gifts there in first corinthians 12 28 but that's that's an order of sequence it's not an order of significance okay you can read into to that which is eisegesis and your own bias and turn that into a podium rather than a process it's a building process so i think that um, probably what needs the most cleansing and the most clarifying is apostolic ministry so and tying it together, uh, just for the sake of this episode, you know, Jesus is the apostle, right? If he, um, Hebrews 3.1. And so his apostolic ministry consisted of, he was a sent one, which is the, the word apostello, um, the, the verb there for apostolos, apostle, where we get the words is to be a sent one. Jesus was sent by the Father, from the Father, and he came to manifest, demonstrate, and reveal God the Father. And so in the same way that Jesus was sent apostolically to the earth, and he reconciled the people back to God, apostles are sent ones into territories or regions or different assignments. They're sent by God to represent God, to manifest God, and especially his fatherhood, because apostles are spiritual fathers, yes. and they have a fathering component, uh, a very fatherly feel and expression to them. If you believe you're an apostle, but you don't have spiritual sons, spiritual daughters, I mean, that would be a, a question mark for me for sure. So even in uh, trying to cleanse the whole apostolic elitism issue, um, 1 Corinthians 4.1, Paul makes it clear. He says, let a man regard us as apostles, as servants and stewards of the mysteries of God. So how should we think of apostles? Well, praise the Lord. The Bible tells me how I should think about apostles as servants and stewards of the mysteries of God. So I would say it this way, apostles that don't serve aren't pure in their ministry and apostles that don't finish last 
aren't really walking in the fullness of the grace that God gave them to make sure that they stand at the back of the line, that everyone else eats first, gets fed first, gets their needs met first. Because if you're really an apostle, then you ought to have a revelation of Jesus that nourishes and fills your soul where you don't need to go first and you don't need to be seen. Most of the true apostles I know, Jeremiah, don't want the microphone, don't want the spotlight, have a huge war within their own soul about even ministering. That is a far cry from trying to uh, advance your ministry and get everybody to see you. I mean, I just feel provoked in my spirit to share this, but over a a year ago now, back in uh, 2021, at the end of 2021, I had a very short dream, but in the dream, I was before the throne of God and I got down on my hands and knees in the dream and I began to weep. And I, the only thing I said out loud in the dream was, Lord, deliver your church from apostles who are brand building instead of cross bearing. And then I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, this whole concept, again, we're, we're talking about the lens, you know, people read scriptures like, First Corinthians, like we mentioned, first apostles, second prophets, and they automatically think to themselves, I'm number one. And what we're saying is that passage has nothing to do with hierarchy. Right. It's how we're going to build God's house, which we'll talk about in a later episode. But God has clearly called apostles and they're called after Jesus Christ himself, who is the chief apostle. There, again, you go into the circles, they're, they're welcoming chief apostle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and go ahead and sit on your golden throne. And let, I mean, real. some of this, some of this stuff is like, makes, We're not you, making wanna, this up. You know, makes you want to vomit, you know? No, it, it's like, let's welcome a servant of Christ. And, and to your point, you know, apostles as fathers, they make room for others. They have a building process, a discipleship process set in place. And then, Paul, again, I, I think to be fair, different apostles have different metrons. So you could have some apostles called in a more uh, notoriety way that have a greater influence than others. And then you could have other apostles with a smaller metron of grace like we talked about who could be do Because, again, I, I, I hear these wars. It's like one apostle is planning house churches and then they want to fight with another apostle who's building something with thousands of people. Right. There's no need to fight. You both have an apostolic grace on your life, but one of you has a smaller metron than others. We're all equal in value and and gifting from the Lord, but the grace is different. So, yeah. Paul, as we you know continue this conversation about apostolic ministry, I know we're going to dive into the other ministries. But I I think that just for the sake of time on today's episode, let us consider Christ, right? The author, the perfecter of our faith. Let let us consider the servant, humble nature. And obviously you're like, well, I'm not called to be an apostle. We're here. Well, here's the thing. Apostles help all of us. They equip all believers to grow and become an apostolic people. And so by being servants of Christ, by being humble, right, by by giving ourselves to pioneering, if you will, or the house of God, we're all on a journey to become an apostolic people. Yes. Amen. I agree completely. And I believe that the Lord is 
restoring pure and true apostolic ministry back to the church. He's restoring apostles that come with an agenda, and their agenda is Jesus Christ. Their agenda is his greatness, his fame, his name being honored and rightly glorified and cherished among the people of God, and that's all they want, and that's all they need. And when that happens, they're willing to step away and make room for others because true apostolic ministry builds up the other ministries and builds up the body and makes room for, you know, it doesn't mean that you fill the space and, and, you know, you like, you know, really you're looking to get out of the way. Yeah. And so that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus took the 12, he equipped them, he trained them. He turned the world upside down by spending time with them, by loving them, by modeling uh, what it means to walk with the Father, and then they did that, and it changed the history yep. of the world. Yeah. Well, let's pray today. Father, thank you for this episode and the people that are watching today. Lord, thank you that you're raising up an apostolic people, and I just thank you for the injection of service and the injection of humility, and Lord, your voice calling to your body Lord, wanting to equip an apostolic people for the work of ministry. And Lord, where we've taken that high place, where we've stolen the glory that belongs to you, Lord, I just pray for a fresh spirit of repentance. And Lord, that you would cleanse and purify fivefold ministry and especially apostolic ministry. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for watching today.